Welcome to FU, the only podcast that helps maximize blood flow to the placenta. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're covering House of Cards, episode 14, called Chapter 14. So, this was a big episode, man. Uh, first episode of the season, I was not expecting this much action. Yeah, I was not... I mean, let's not bury the lead. They fucking killed off Zoe. <laughs> yeah. Like... Fairly dramatic fashion. The 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 room here at Bald Move HQ exploded when mm-hmm. that happened. Just, I... I don't know, but it, it's, it got me nervous in a weird way. So what it's do you like, mean? Why? Because we, we talked about this, like, how are they going to amp the intensity? Like, it took them all mm. year to kill Peter Russo, and then I, I think I might even said, it's like, I wonder if they'll kill Zoe eventually. Yeah, yeah. But fucking kill her in the first episode? Yeah, is this, this is... going to turn into 24, where, like, you know, Frank's <laughs> going to be torturing somebody in a White House bathroom in episode four, uh-huh. or there's a nuclear bomb that's going to be deployed in episode eight? I, I, I'm... Well, he talked to... Uh... Jackie about all the missiles she was launching, right? So True. who knows? He's going to launch a drone strike against some of these reporters. You never I mean, know. I just don't know what to expect. I had no yeah. idea. Well, that... it felt a little out of character for House of Cards, right? I mean, yes, they killed Russo last season, but it was not like this was. And I think it felt like a target of opportunity. Like, uh-huh. this was Frank realizing this is something he could do. Wasn't he? Pl- he wasn't planning on it. Is it was mm-hmm. very careful and considered and. This felt like I really felt like he plotted this out down to the minute. Like I'm going to give her the time it takes for this train to get here, uh-huh. and if I haven't talked her into my side of the fence, then I'm going to chuck her off this fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, him and his hat and his uh, overcoat makes me think that yes, he was there for a very specific purpose. Dressed like a nerdy hipster. No, he looks exactly like Elvis brother. Costello. Oh, well, exactly. Like, like I said, a, ner- a nerdy hipster <laughs> blues brother. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, so, But they killed arguably the second biggest star. Not, I mean, biggest star, but the second most, yeah. char- uh, second most important character. This is like killing Ned Stark <laughs> in season one of Game of Thrones, except for they did it for the season opener. Yeah, yeah. Pretty crazy. It was totally crazy. Uh, n- not what I was expecting, which is good. Um, I think in a way, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming they will not keep ramping up the action aspects of this show. We'll probably get a lot more like, uh, cunning and like plot twist sort of stuff yeah. from the rest of the season. I, they, they just can't go crazy with it. No, I mean, because the more people you, cur- you, you kill, more people you murder, the harder it is to cover up each individual one and the more connections they have. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Now that Zoe is dead. Uh, Lucas basically has nothing to lose in the pursuit of Frank, right? Except for and his life. Story. I I don't know that he cares about that right now, honestly. I yeah. mean, when he was talking with Janine in her apartment, he seemed to not really care about the danger that was very, very obviously imminent. Uh, unlike Janine, who was all about getting the hell out of there with every single picture in her apartment. Yeah, I just don't... I think that the journalists never considered that they would actually be in mortal danger. And now that yeah. they're, they are, um, one of their reaction is to get the fuck out of town. And the other is to double down and be like, fuck it. 
Sure. I mean, the he one had... sleeping with the victim, notably, yeah. is the one that wants to be like, oh, fuck it. Uh-huh. Um, man, what a fucking so, episode. Okay, so Zoe's death was shocking in a couple of ways. A, it was shocking because I didn't see it coming just from no. you know an episode perspective. Mm-hmm. But also, isn't she the wrong person to kill? Don't Doesn't this all go away if you kill Rachel? Yeah. She is the only link to anything with Russo and Frank, right? Yeah, if she if he is able to kill or make her just disappear, which they tried to do all episodes stampers. But I mean like, you know, kill in such a way that she just never comes back because yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. no real connections to anyone. Exactly. Uh, that would you would think that'd make it go away. Yeah, because um, Frank is never going to tell Zoe what actually happened. So does that does that cast doubt on my this was a planned out murder? Maybe it was a another target opportunity. I don't know. That's that's a question I have and I hope they answer it in the following episodes somehow to to at least tell us why it wasn't Rachel instead of Zoe. Uh speaking of ruthless behavior cuz mm-hmm. we almost went with ruthless pragmatism for the title of the podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Claire Underwood. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, like, she's the wife that Walter White deserved. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, my God. Uh, not only did she, uh, with all appearances, just completely put down the Jillian Rebellion uh-huh. in spectacular fashion, she... Forged her signature on medical releases. She canceled her insurance. Denying her the medicine that she needed to support her baby. Yeah, her exact words is, I will let your your child wither inside your womb if that's what it takes. Yeah. Um, Uh, I couldn't believe how ruthless she was there after, like, because coming off of last season's finale. We had a debate. We did. We talked about it. Um and I kind of came down on Claire's side a little bit. Yeah. And now, no way. No way, man. Yeah, this is not appropriate behavior. <laughs> not at all. Like, there's no way you could... Uh, so, okay. She's super, super fucking ruthless. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's also giving uh, Jillian the CWI. Yeah, Which is another another plot point that we're like, what is she getting out of this? Well, now she's not going to get anything. And yeah. if that was your ultimate move, why wouldn't you just – why wouldn't you just open with that instead of going through this charade of canceling your insurance and doing and, – and is was it just a power play because she's going to use her later maybe? I don't really know. Um you know, I mean, and, and not just that, but um, I thought it was already beyond the pale when she got the guy's wife involved, the doctor uh-huh. from Africa. She yep. tracked that dude down and uh, had her ambush her outside her house and you know publicly shame her in front of all our neighbors. I was like, wow, that's fucking intense. Then when we got to the child, <laughs> the baby withering inside your womb, uh-huh. um, what is? Do you have any idea where her plot's going? No, uh, honestly, at this point, her getting out of CWI seems crazy because this is something she's built and something she worked so hard to fund last season. Do you think this is going to involve her like working somehow for tra- uh, uh, Tusk? Tusk? Uh, maybe she's been in contact with Remy. Now that he's working for Tusk, she's got some some things in the works. I don't know. What was the 
this is kind of related. What was the decision that her and Frank were talking about in bed? She asked oh, if he had good question. He had made. Uh, I think he said if her he was exact, prepared. Yeah, if you're yeah. prepared. He says I've been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know what that that conversation was about. Are we supposed to know yet? I don't know because there's a lot of things in the House of Cards where you start wondering what the fuck is going on, and you're like, "Am I supposed to know yet?" Yeah, like I tried to figure out: uh, Did I miss this Jackie, who was a deputy of some sort and a third-term congressman? I know that she's being uh, vetted to be the new House Majority Whip, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what she was besides serving in some kind of weird military or not weird military capacity but some kind of military capacity <laughs> that involved drone strikes and missile strikes uh-huh. and she's been elected three times to congress and that's it and she's the deputy of something yeah and other than that we know nothing about her qualifications um but frank obviously sees something in her uh her ruthless pragmatism obviously uh I don't know where that's going yet. I, I mean, they're setting up a lot of stuff, right? This is episode one, so mm-hmm. uh, a lot of this is set up, and we're not meant to know necessarily where it's going. One thing when he met with uh, over at Freddy's, they talked about the slow bleed, slow bleeding the pigs, and uh-huh. how it's, it's yeah. Zoe did not get a slow bleed. <laughs> well, that's. Do you think that that was that is evidence for that this was premeditated? I think so. Yeah. Um. So he was just there. He so do you think he would have killed her no matter what? Now I'm starting to wonder if that's mm. the thing that he was just basically uh, stalling for the train to come, and his intention was always to walk away, knowing that she's kind of a bulldog and she was going to follow after him and throw her in front of the train. Literally. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there might be other clues in there that we're not picking up on, sure. having only seen it once. Right. Because I'm, I'm honestly on the fence on that. I'm not really sure. Do you think there's any long-term implications from Fr- uh, Frank being so dismissive about his security apparatus? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't um, like trying to say, oh, Meacham needs to be like the head of my security crew. He's just saying he needs to be on the team. No, but he's refusing to play ball. Like he doesn't want, he doesn't uh, yeah. want the protection to be, although. That could be because he knew he had to take care of Zoe and he had to wrap up this stuff before he yeah. truly okay. lost all of his privacy because he's going to have a bodyguard with him 24-7. Uh, you're absolutely right. I think that's another clue as to whether or not it was premeditated that that says, yes, it was. But he also wants him, <laughs> but he also wants to maintain stay in his own brownstone. Now, yeah, probably part of that is just cost savings on the House of Cards staff. They don't want to build a new set. Uh, probably. But but also he's comfortable there. You know? it, it seems to me that Frank might be the type of man that needs a lot of security. Sure. And he might live to regret not having a more secure, less less public home late, later on in the season. That's See, a prediction. This is one of okay. these bald moves. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not really asking your opinion. I'm just kind of sticking a, a, yeah. a, a prediction out there. Go for it, man. This might bite him in the ass somehow. So my question when he refused to move was – can the president refuse to live in the White House? Like, can, <laughs> do you have to live in the designated areas for these Which, officials? I guess is the Naval Observatory for the vice president. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Because, like, what if you're like, what if what if a guy like Tusk got to the White House and he's like, fuck this. I want to live on my <laughs> 6,000 acre, you know, uh, yeah, like what, what do you call that? The villa? 
like the drug okay. dealers have. I want to live in my big drug dealer <laughs> style, style uh, uh, ranch or p- whatever you call it, a damn thing down yeah. in Sarasota. Uh-huh. You know, fuck your McMansion. I've got a palace with zebras and lions and stuff. And if you want to talk to the most powerful man in the free world, feel free to book a ticket. Come down and see me. Take your kids <laughs> to Disney World. But I'm not going to live in this old building. I I assume that the responsibilities of the vice president or the president are such that you cannot work remotely uh, for extended periods of time. That's mm. what I assume, and that's probably why they have the designated living areas, right? I guess, but I, I just wonder how much of that is just pure custom, because I don't even know that that's true. Yeah. The way the president's schedule works, I'm pretty sure he could probably do a working commute. For his entire term? Yeah. Oh, no, come on. Yeah, why not? <laughs> a president who never steps foot in the White House? Dude, some of these guys, like, I'm I'm thinking, like, the Bushes and the Reagans would spend, uh-huh. like, six weeks down in their fucking the ranch. ranch in California, ranch in Texas. Uh-huh. And it didn't seem to, you know, depending on your political leanings, it didn't seem to affect <laughs> their ability to, the, the country didn't stop. Let's just sure. put it that way. Yeah. Um. So I, I don't know, man. I, I wonder if they could. And I wonder kind of – it just seems like it's a, it's a political shitstorm because your the opposing party be like, oh, you're too good for the fucking White House. <laughs> too good for staying in the house where President Lincoln slept and Andrew Jackson slept. And yeah. FDR and everybody. Is there an Underwood bedroom now? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. He's still, got, he's still got one more. He's still got to kill the president this season. <laughs> okay. Uh, before that happens. Toss him in front of a train. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him in one of the engines, the Air Force One. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so what else is there to talk about in this episode? Uh, I, I do like how he how he gets Jackie into the mix here for candidates to, to replace him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't... I thought when he sat down with the president and with Birch and with um, the guy who used to be... Terry, the guy who used to be the head of the Black Caucus and is now the Speaker of the uh, House? The majority leader. No, majority okay. leader. Majority leader. Birch is still Speaker. Okay. Uh, when he sat down in that room, I thought he was going to push for Jackie to be one of the candidates, but instead he just suggested an open race. And I thought that was very smart on his part. Well, this is, this is kind of Peter Russo all over again, where Uh Peter Russo, he never really got mentioned, but he was developed in the background. And then he was put forth later on with some of the other candidates. I feel like he's got a bunch of dirt on these two guys and he's going to mm-hmm. let them slug it out and weaken themselves. And he's going to produce her who's going to be shiny and clean and no shit stuck to her. Yeah. And competent and photogenic and all those other things and personally loyal to him. And, you know, he'll still have that influence in that. Because he's – it seems like this is a move engineered to make sure he still maintains his influence in the house. Yeah. Because so. we know that without that, he's useless to Tusk. Sure. And we saw how useless uh, Matthews was when he was – a vice president, right? That's right. not what Frank wants at all. It's funny because there's a lot of things this episode that I thought was really important to talk about that Zoe dying, just like all their powwows between jo- uh, Zoe, Janine, and Lucas. Yeah, yeah. They don't matter with their hill of beans. And I mean, you could talk about some of their relationship problems and what kind of motivation that would get for him to yep. want to crusade for her because he obviously sees her as very damaged by her, the relationship with Frank. Yeah. You know, and we saw some like she might have I don't know, sexual dysfunction or although I had an interesting take is like I wonder if that was her 
not just being satisfied with Lucas. Like he's because he said, I'm safe, you know, I'm not him. Yeah, and yeah. I'm wondering if like that wasn't the problem that she, well she was attracted to the kind of the danger and that po- that power dynamic. Sure. Um, and that there that that relationship seemed to be headed to disaster anyway, because she she did a lot of I, honestly, I'm kind of glad she died because I was putting my notes that I'm really tired of her just storming off uh with Janine or Lucas and not telling them shit and, you know, whatever. And then fan service next scene, she got thrown in front of a train. Yeah, that works. Uh, what we want to buy a stamper and Rachel, a little bit darker, okay. Darker heart on him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's all, uh, candy land and kittens and rainbows when she's doing what he says. But when she starts to try to exert herself, he just, uh, I mean, it's, he's reads out of the abuser's Bible. It's like, you know, you, I'm the only one that can protect you. You know, don't know how much danger you are, you're in. And we see where she's set up in the new place. She's basically sleeping on – you thought it was an air mattress. I thought she was just sleeping on the floor with a lamp and Indian food to guide her. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, how, much, how much of what Stamper is telling her does he believe himself? Like does he think that she is in a ton of danger from Frank should he find out that – I do she's believe told anything, and he's I, legitimately trying to protect her by moving her and keeping her out I, of the spotlight. I, if I had, a, I would say it's about fifty-fifty. Okay, because yeah. I think he is afraid that she is in real danger from Frank. Because if he can't handle this, yeah, uh, and of course he doesn't know Zoe's been dead. It'll be interesting to see what his reaction is to that. Because at what point will Stamper be like, Jesus Christ, enough <laughs> is enough. You've killed enough people, right? I don't want to do this anymore. I mean, we see that he's not necessarily above slapping. A, a, a woman that he's been kind of close to around, which sure. is troubling. Um, I just don't know what the moral basement for any of these people are. Like Claire, we didn't talk about this. Oh yeah. At the end of the episode, I thought it was very clear when she's walking by the television, they're talking about the death of Zoe uh-huh. that she clearly realized that Frank had something to do with that. It seemed like it. Yeah. Now what I don't know is when she's put on a makeup, if that was a genuine like acceptance or pleased, or if she's actually trying to mask her her own fear and concerns and doesn't want you know to let on to frank that she knows like if that if this is Hmm. them growing close together as this ultimate machiavellian pair Uh or this is the beginning of her building her own walls around herself yeah that that scene was played so subtly that i'm not i'm not sure which way to go on that which is great yeah that's perfect that's what you want especially in in episode one of the season you want that to unfold naturally. So I'm sure we'll see more about that. Why do you think they sent nude photos of Zoe to Janine? That's a good question. Like, I don't know. Just to up the what the fuck factor or just – because it seems like that would be a very smoking gun. Mm-hmm. You know, that we – like it's, it's, it's too – like we're – you know, Frank kills a woman – that he already has a connection to, although he did have he did have her completely wipe out the connections, and we're going to pretend that iCloud uh, yeah. services don't exist. Sure, um, but he's got connections to this woman already, and then he mails her the nude photos. This, I guess, the same day he had to have done it, dropped them in the mail. That man, it just seems like that would be more evidence to connect that there's wrongdoing here uh, what was this was this to inspire fear in janine and clearly. lucas to back off clearly okay but 
I don't know that it just seems like it, it seemed like that's what the writers intended us to feel like. But to me, yeah. that just seemed very risky, like a, a way to, you know, to be like if he showed up at Jeanine's house and like mooned her or did a yard <laughs> job or TP'd. It's like, you know, what point is enough enough? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're just you're just leaving for more forensic evidence. Sure. It was a big F you to Janine, right? Yes. Big F you. Uh, the only other thing we haven't touched on is Christine. She, okay. oh, in the very early goings of the episode, we saw her talking to Linda Vasquez, which if you don't recall is the president's uh, sec, uh, chief of staff, yep. about a possible job at the White House. And Linda was talking about it would be a crushing workload and all this and that. She didn't seem concerned. I'm still not sure exactly what the hell she's doing in, in the capacity for working for the White House. But yeah, I don't know. We do know she got the job because at the end of the episode, she was there while Frank was uh, doing his uh, briefing with the uh, majority leader and the Speaker of the House. So that's it for our instant take, but starting next week, we'll be doing a longer, more in-depth weekly cast for House of Cards. Be sure to send us your thoughts and feedback to houseofcards at baldmove.com, and we just might read it on air. If you've enjoyed our show, please help us get our new House of Cards podcast launched in style by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes. You can also support us by using our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. Just go to amazon.baldmove.com and we'll get a tiny cut of Amazon's profits from whatever you buy on that session. Best of all, it costs you nothing. Be sure to tell your friends, family, and coworkers about Bald Move. Also, check out our website for all our other television coverage for Game of Thrones, Mad Men, Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, and Downton Abbey, and all of our general pop culture casts like Personal Arrogance and The Because Show. Keep up with the latest on Twitter at Bald Move and on Facebook.com slash Bald Move. See you next episode. Thank you.